the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. Ladies and gentlemen, it is trade deadline day, and for the first time in the history of the Corner 3 Podcast, we're going to talk the trade deadline. Tim Dan here, as always, with me, excellent crew, Alex Derrickson, Sean Mackey. Guys, how are you? Shout out to the Sacramento Kings subreddit. For after the boogie trade, they refused to talk about anything else other than the Lion King because it was the only Kings that mattered. True. <laughs> what about the LA Kings, the hockey team? They had no interest. It was Lion King or bust. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Great day, though, right, Tim? Yeah, great day. So, guys, I'm not I... going to lie to you. No, go ahead, Sean. It, it, was, it was a little bit disappointing because... Every trade deadline, there's always rumored deals, big deals. Right. Things you think, like, well, it's 50-50, but you kind of have a hunch that it's not going to happen. Right. And that's exactly what happened today. So yeah. let's talk about all of them. Let's do it. Well, we got, I mean, going into this show and planning for the week, I was definitely looking forward to talking about, like, the All-Star game and, like, the weekend. And that was a blunder. Um, I went 0 for 3 on my picks, but I did get two runner-ups. So does that, if that counts for anything, I'll take it. Um that dunk contest, man. I was so Ooh. happy. Like, one man, like, here's why I feel bad about that on the side note. Um, now, like, people are going to go back to recognizing that Aaron Gordon's just an average basketball player because of his appointments in the dunk contest. And I feel bad for that <laughs> because, like, had that drone, like, dunk worked out, that would have been really cool. Like, that would have been a really cool dunk. Um, yeah, but trying it three times right. kills everything. It was a – it was a – you had – it was a one-time shot. It was. He had, to, he had to do it in one attempt, or it did, or it just lost all effect. And that's exactly what happened with that. Yeah, so. I was. I was really impressed with Derek Jones Jr. I was really hoping he was going to win. Loved I thought him. He, I thought he had the coolest dunk of the night. Um, he did. But Glenn Robinson definitely stole the show, and he definitely deserved to win. Um, side note: blown away by how awesome Kristaps Porzingis was in the skills competition. None of us picked wow. that one either. And then oh. uh, Kyrie goes to overtime with Eric Gordon. I'm like, man, I might get one. I didn't get one. Eric Gordon, who has been excellent as always, no surprise. Um, so kudos to those three for that. And then we get to the All-Star game. And it's your typical All-Star game. No defense being played. A lot of like interesting plays being made. LeBron hits one for almost half court. Um, you see a lot of cool alley-oops. We also have the Russ KD mode with everyone. And, but the whole time we're watching it, guys, and I'm sitting there going, why isn't Boogie playing? Like... You, you heard that he told, like, Steve Kerr that he was quote-unquote banged up. Um, Sean, you text me at, like, 6.30, which is, like, an hour and a half before the game. You're saying, man, there's New Orleans Sacramento talks about the Marcus Cousins. And I'm like, bullshit. And then I get up, and then my push notifications for Woj comes through. And I go, oh, he's not joking. And so all of a sudden, guys, we get to it. And, like, Boogie plays two minutes in the All-Star game. And all the reports that are coming out through the game is he's just banged up. But everyone else is saying, like, no, this is really happening. This is in the trade talks. And we keep hearing reports of what's coming up, what's happening. Deep, about, deep trade talks. Deep, deep trade, trade talks, talks, man. Like, in about three minutes to go, I get this picture showed up on Twitter, and it's Vladi Divac watching the this, the um the up-and-coming contest, watching Buddy Heal score 28 points, and I go, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and what do we find out about two minutes after the deal? After Anthony Davis breaks the All-Star Game scoring record, he gets All-Star Game MVP in New Orleans, which is really cool. Like, I'm really happy he got that moment. Um, 
that moment got better for him because we see DeMarcus Cousins get whispered by PR guy or his agent, we're not sure in particular, that he got traded. And he like all of a sudden he puts on this, like, I really love the city of New Orleans. I'm so happy to be here. And that brings us to, oh, my God, DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis are on the same team. They had to give up something for him, right? They give up. No. No. No, they didn't. <laughs> they give up Buddy Heald. They give up Tyreek Evans and Langston Galloway, who are apparently both like discussed for being buyouts. So Tyreek Evans will not have his reunion in Sacramento, looking like in the first in the two draft picks for this year. So wrapping my head around all of this, and I'm sitting there going, "Man, did Vladi get fleeced?" Like, if this was the first time, I would give him like his exception. But let's not remember, this is the guy that traded, like, made a bunch of moves so he can make space for Marco Bellinelli, and he's already gone. Um, he's already in, you know, Charlotte. So, like, this is a trend. And at a point when two or three things multiple happen, that's a trend there. So, Alex, we bring you into this, because I know you weren't as active in the, in the text as we were during the Ulster game. It was your birthday, by the way. Happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. And so, <laughs> when you, like, get to your phone and see Sean and I blowing you up, about this trade, and then the next morning we're having the conversation. Um, what goes through your head the first thing you see in this trade? Like, what are you thinking there? Because I like Buddy Heald, but never once did I think NBA superstar. But apparently, Vladi Divac did. Well, I mean, my um, initially I like immediately went to when the Lakers got Gasol for yeah. the other Gasol, which turned out yeah. to you know balance itself out or whatever, but. <clears throat> I kind of was thinking at it and looking at it through a different lens from you guys because I know the 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 popular thing, the popular opinion is that Vladi kind of got fleeced in this deal. And I don't, I, on paper, disagree. But I was thinking the Kings have kind of been tied down by DeMarcus Cousins and DeMarcus Cousins' contract. He's painted himself as a kind of a problem, as a personality. He couldn't get along with coaches. They had this revolving door of coaches and ownership issues, movement issues, and things like this. And I started wondering how much of that may have actually just been tied to Cousins being on the roster. And now that they've kind of broken up with him and bringing Buddy Heald to ruin, uh, it, it made me wonder if whether or not this deal is probably the best thing that could have happened to Sacramento. Cause I really think that they just needed to get rid of cousins and move on. And I, I can't really wrap my head around the deal itself, but I think beyond the on paper aspect of it, I, I think the Kings will probably be marginally okay if they can move on from here. Not this season, of, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not next season either. Uh, no, no. I, I'm talking like twenty twenty. Yes, I was yeah. going to say twenty twenty one, but that's fine too. Uh, because this is something they like. This is a very. This is a ship that's very much going in the wrong direction, and I think it's going to take a season and a half to right the ship before they can kind of figure out what the plan is. Because I mean, their roster's in flux. I, I think their whole situation's kind of in flux right now. So it's an opportunity for the Kings to better themselves and paint themselves as a destination, but history dictates, you know. Correct. I, you know, and I, I agree with you. There's, there's, to a certain extent, like you said, on paper, you know, it looks bad. It looks terrible. 
And it was probably one of those things where they didn't want to publicly just say to DeMarcus Cousins, hey, we are going to trade you, and then have him chime in and say where he wanted to be traded and then bring up a bunch of other drama. They just wanted to just cut ties and be done with it. Yeah, and the I, way they went about it was very poor. And it was, it, it was. poorly on their management and their front office. Uh, oh, well, the, I've, I've, I've ragged on them so many times this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're, no. they're a joke. They're a joke. Yeah, but I don't. I I don't know. I think I I still I'm bitter that that the Celtics didn't have a shot at him. Like I'm really bitter about that. I think uh, they did. I think they did too. And like I I don't really I don't really understand what happened or you know it was I, I don't know if Vladi just threw his arms in the air and was just like I don't care Give anymore. Me buddy. <laughs> I don't even care. Give me buddy. <laughs> like him. Give me him. <laughs> but I just, you know, I, I don't know. I there are so many other teams that that was. This is for sure. Okay, now a lot of people, a lot of stuff's come out in the media the last few days that there's a, like a ton of N- NBA GMs that said he was poisoned. They would never trade for him and everything. That's crap. That's bullshit. That's complete right. crap. Okay, just last summer, was it last summer where Demarcus cousin the, LA was engaging with them? Yeah. During the trade, that offer, which I think became Brandon Ingram, correct? Yep. Or was it D'Angelo Russell, or was it the year before? I don't remember which year it was. Either way, one of those guys would have been. I mean, don't get me wrong, Buddy. You know, especially Alex was super high on Buddy this year, and so was I. And I mean, and, Buddy could still turn out okay. And, like... and Buddy could still turn out okay. I completely agree. And you know, he might really turn into something. This this is going to be his team now. I mean, right. I mean, he he. He is going to showcase everything he has if he has anything. So this we will get to see Buddy Heald, you know, do his thing finally. But yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just, I really just wish he would have went to a team that wasn't the Pelicans. And it's because I, I don't like the Pelicans. And, and it's, but what a statement by the Pelicans to make though, just yeah. to you know, because I mean. There's always been, what are they going to do to get Anthony Davis to stay? That's what you fucking do. And then they had just go, go get some guard help, and you're set. That's right. But, like, they, didn't, that's, but, they, but they didn't get any guard help yet. That's the problem. Well, yes. no, no. And, and right now, I think their hands might be a little tied, and they have to kind of see, make sure this project works, too. But, I mean, you and I were talking, too. It's going to be kind of cool to have a new Twin Towers out in the West. Oh. I completely agree. I completely seeing them play with each other is gonna be awesome. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I, I love both those players. So, get, especially given how the speed the Pelicans play compared to the speed that Demarcus Cousins typically moves, it'll be interesting to see if that actually will will work well together. Definitely. I agree. Yeah, and um, I think that you know, and I'm with you guys completely. If they have another guard, uh, and let's say they pull off that AC, which they're not too far out of right now, obviously, um. I think they give Golden State all they can handle. I don't think they beat them by any stretch. No, but no, but it's gonna. But I mean, they will bully they, them. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's. I think there was a stat out there the other day that you know if when when the you know all of the games that the Warriors have lost this season, they were out rebounded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if if they get out rebounded by those two guys, and they they Mary they very well might be out-rebounded by them a few games, um, they have a really good chance 
against them, which really, you know, I mean, I, they're not going to win the series, but, you know, who knows? They could win two of them. They could take them to six. They could take it could them be to like one of those one of those pesky four one series where yeah. when everyone talks about it, it's like oh well, it was yeah. much closer than it actually looks on paper, exactly. kind of thing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it, it would be a hard fought and I think easily lost series for the Pelicans if they went against the Warriors. But they've gone through those before. Like hell, it was the Pelicans and Monty Williams' team that took Golden State, and like they fought with them. They got swept. Yeah. But yeah. they, they fought yes, they with did. him, man. Like, Anthony Davis was, like, the best player on the court in that series. Um, it was incredible. So, yeah, now we have this again. And I think that um, that it's going to be interesting. I think that those two are going to be able to play well together. And I really like Drew Holiday leading that team still. Um, he's yeah. been through a lot of ups and downs, obviously. But I'm happy to see him playing again. If yes. they can go get another shooter. Like, I don't know who's out there. Um, it looks like Lance Stevenson's going to keep on with Minnesota, who's obviously in that, so that's going to be nice there. Um, Derek Williams has been outstanding in Cleveland so far, so it looks like he's about to sign another 10-day. So the free agent market's getting dull, but we also have buyout period coming out. Uh, New Orleans is going to gain some money because they're going to let Terrence Jones walk, so they're actually going to let him go to test free agency. And Derek Williams is already in free agency, so Dallas let him go, which looks like he's going to Cleveland, but anything can happen there as well. So I I like New Orleans' plan. Um, you're going to get Boogie for another year after this too, un- like without any options. So if he's not there next year, it's because they move him. So props to New Orleans. Um, I hate that it was done during the All-Star game because it definitely took away from the All-Star game, which, let's be honest, wasn't really all that exciting anyway. All-Star weekend was a dud this year, but... Like Alex said, a total awesome statement by the Pelicans to say, like, hey, AD, like, we're going to win. We're, we're going to try to put something around you. So I'm excited for that. Um, but, God, guys, we got – that's obviously the big trade. So uh, Toronto let's, – let's, let's, let's do the next one, Tim. Come on. <laughs> this one's going to be hard because there's a couple teams that made a couple moves. So let's talk about what Toronto did with their moves. Obviously getting Surge was a nice pick. Um, for Terrence Ross in a draft pick, which Rob Hennigan, again, just being the worst GM in basketball. Like, if you are a Magic fan, I feel bad for you because he will continuously do, th- do bad moves. Do you think when Serge Ibaka found out he was traded, Bismarck, Bismarck Biombo was somewhere deeper in the locker room just going, avenge me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then they go and get, oh, by the way, funny thing, my push notification pops up from John Pax and saying the Bulls have a plan. I don't... LOL. Anyway, so then they it's go to and <laughs> piss you off as long as we can. Right, and then they go get PJ Tucker today by moving Jared Sullinger and the next two first round draft picks. So they load up their paint, which we've said before. Like they're the opposite in New Orleans. They have great guards. They need to get more big men. I like what they did too. I think that Toronto is, you know, they realize they're they're slowing down a little bit where we thought they could be one of those top three teams. But Washington is certainly a hell of a lot better than people predicted to be this year. And Atlanta has been really good too on and off. They're really hitting their stride as well. So I like what Toronto did because the East is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. And that's their way of staying involved is getting some big men to go with that. So we're now, and they didn't have to give up Patrick Patterson who's been a very good rotation player for them. People probably think they're just this show that I really like Kentucky. I really don't, but like their players in the NBA are just so fun. Um, so, Damari Carroll's still there. So I'm really happy with what Toronto did by getting to keep their players. And the worst they lose is Terrence Ross and Jared Selinger. Like, 
I like what they did. So uh, I'm I'm really enjoying what the Raptors uh the decisions the Raptors made there. It was good GMing compared to you know if you're a Magic fan and you're putting all your money on Aaron Gord to average eight points a game. Uh, yeah. I mean, you see a lot of teams, especially today, and I mean, as we get through these trades, I mean, we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, but you get to see a lot of the teams that were close to playoffs. This was definitely, I think, the most fortifying I've yes. seen done at a trade deadline, where you saw, like, the one through, and you'll see probably, like, Golden State and Cleveland pick some people up in the waiver wire, uh, but you could kind of see the two through five teams, and then even the teams that were, like, the eight, nine, ten area we're definitely like shoring up for playoff runs which i haven't really seen a lot of mm-hmm. before in a trade deadline absolutely and like houston's another team going and get lou williams and they go yeah and, yeah that's an awesome pickup for them um yeah. especially for giving up Corey brewer who i know he had 51 points in a game one time but like can you tell me anything else Corey brewer's done in the nba no, I can tell you about his college time. Yeah, we, yeah. we can talk about college all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and um, so they go get him, and they give up a first-round pick, which is like that mid-range. So I like that deal for both teams because the Lakers, as much as I love how Lou Williams has played for them, they're in rebuild mode, so they don't need him. They need to go get those draft picks. So now they have that first round, which is a lottery, and now they're going to be picking that like 18-19, maybe like low 20 region, depending on what the Rockets do in the playoffs. So I love – that I love that deal for both teams. And then they go get Tyler Anis for cash consideration, so Houston clears some space. They also go get Casey McDaniels. And, and, uh, so that's I, – I, no, they get rid of Casey McDaniels. I got the back mixed up. You guys get my drift. Um, I like what the Rockets did a lot. You know, they were a surprise team this year. A lot of people had them as a playoff team. We did included. Uh, we just didn't necessarily have them as the three seed in the West, competing with Utah for that three, that three seed there. We knew it would be – Golden State and San Antonio, but props to Houston also. They want to get their foot in this race, and they want to make things happen and get some more players around Harden. Do they have enough shooters now? Harden, Gordon, Williams, like, holy Jesus. Yeah, I mean, if they if they ended up getting, like, I don't know who they should go after in the offseason. Like, I, I really would like to see them go after, like, a decent center, mm-hmm. kind of like a mid-range, like, 15 million, you know, a year season kind of player. Somebody like that who can who can kind of shore them up a little bit. Clint Capella's done a good job. I mean, he's been hurt a little bit this season, but he's done a good job. And uh, they, I mean, they're just they just came out of nowhere this year, man. I yeah. mean, Dan Dan Tony's gonna win Coach of the Year, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's got that in the bag already, right? <laughs> you would have it to seems think. like it. Yeah. Uh, maybe. No, no, he has in the bag. Luke Walton was looking good there for a bit, but. He yeah. was. He was. And he got Fizdale. Yeah, he's had a hell of a game too. Quinn Snyder. Yeah. 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 And Fred Hoyberg. Brad Stevens. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Billy Donovan yeah. for staying afloat with just Russell Westbrook. Which hey, we'll, we'll get, get to him in a second. We'll we will get there. Oh yeah. That's gonna be a lengthy one if you know our show. Um But uh no, I don't know if D'Antoni's got coach of the coach of the year in the bag quite yet. I mean there's I we just rattled off like five or six other guys that could possibly do it but yeah it's definitely contention because i mean houston i did not think they were going to be this big of a contender and then to get lou williams too that's that was a good gift for them well done for sure man um other teams that made moves today let's talk about philly um really really like how they um like like to make you know i really like dallas getting nerland's noel um 
all day we thought the center that Philly was going to be was going to be Jaleel Okafor. Uh, we heard he was going to Chicago, which I was praying he wasn't. So, come 3 p.m., I was pretty happy. Um, I like, you know, the, what they what they did there. They get rid of Ilyasova, who's been really good for them to go get Tiago Splitter, because they just got to have three Stupid, centers. stupid good for them. Yeah, stupid good for them. And they got him at the beginning of the year and just flipped him. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a weird move for me to move those two guys, especially because they don't have Embiid for a couple weeks with his, with his meniscus injury. So... But I like them clearing the space to make a run here. You know, they're going to have some draft picks as well. Um, and when they get Ben Simmons back, whenever that may be, which doesn't look like it's going to be this year, like uh, Mike, like they've been trying to sell to us. But, like Brett Brown's been trying to sell to us, I should say. I, I, I don't mind necessarily their moves. I get moving Nerlens, Um Especially because, like, Nerlens is now going to be the center for the Dallas Mavericks. And what Dallas is putting together, where they moved their Williams today, so you know they're planning on Yogi Ferrell. Uh, Harrison Barnes has been so good for them, so good, yeah. and now they get Nerlens, and they're you know they're planning on life uh, after Dirk AD as Alex calls it, and Wesley Matthews has been good for them too. So, what did you guys think between those moves as far as what Philly did, and what did you like with what Dallas did? I think Dallas is another one of those teams that where you're seeing the pieces fall into place for them, and like what their intentions are and what they're planning to do. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of trial and error for a handful of that roster. Philly, another team that really kind of just established this position of like, okay, we know where we are at. Like on top of the fortified, it was like the bottom half of the teams kind of just acknowledged their position. And they were like, all right, let's start kind of gearing up towards the next couple of years to get going. So it was for as non-chaotic as everything has been, the the whole thing has been kind of like a reset button in the NBA. But uh, no, I think Dallas is on the right track, and I think Philly's on the right track. The deals complemented each other really well. Bogut's getting waived, so I think we'll see them very active at the end of the season. Where's Bogut going? Cleveland. Cleveland. You think you you sure he's going to Cleveland? Well, here's the I'm, thing. I'm going to call that the worst kept secret in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to so pick Dur- up. So Duran and him. That's their Probably. bench, man. That's a, like you put this two on your bench. You have Derek Williams who they just picked up, who has been really good for them. Uh, Richard Jefferson plays at a decent level for them. So their bench isn't outstanding by any means, but those guys certainly boost it. Because well, and they're getting Jr. back in like a week. So exactly, like that's dangerous and. Yeah, they don't have the playmaker LeBron wanted, maybe. But Corver, J.R. Smith, LeBron, Kyrie, yeah. Double yeah, T. They're, God, they're going to be filthy. Yeah, there, there's really Flat no reason. world champs. For, there's, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's, there's no reason, really, for them not to repeat if they get Bogut and Deron Williams, honestly. Like, I, I don't... Because I, I just I don't think the Warriors are deep enough to to take them on in a seven game series. I really don't. But who knows, man? I I don't know. I mean it, that if that happens, but I I think I'm still kind of kind of going with my sneaking suspicion that the Spurs are going to win a title this year. It just feels right, you know. Anyone but Golden State, <laughs> you know me. I, I know, I know. Hey, why don't we talk about the teams that didn't make a deal today? There's Boston? like a bunch of. Boston didn't make a deal. The New York Knicks did not make a deal. They and, of won- course, our beloved Chicago Bulls did not. Well, they did make a deal, but it was bad, so we won't even. Okay, we'll have to talk about it. But we have to talk about it. I, I don't want to. I think that, yeah. Um, 
Okay. Where do we start? Let's it, start with the bulls. You let, guys want to get out of our system? No, 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 no. no, no let's no, no, get no. let's get the let's get the elephant out of the room here, or whatever the whatever the adage is here, and acknowledge that for the ninth consecutive year, Brooklyn Lopez is still in Brooklyn. And he Brooklyn, was like Brooklyn they, Lopez. <laughs> they lowered their request for him. Like they like were like, we'll take a first and a second for him. God, wouldn't wouldn't he be great? I'm going to say this again. I said this at the beginning of the season. Wouldn't he be great, like, on the Thunder? Like, I just, like, I think they could have given up a guy for him. I don't know. I just, like, I'm he's still productive. Yeah. Brooke is, Brooke is still productive. He's so you know? good. He's not a great rebounder. He's, he's never been a good rebounder. No. And but, but he can score in the post, man. And he's, not only that, he's developed his game a lot. I mean, he can shoot threes now. Yeah, he can. So I mean, like he's he's not a bad player. I, I'm shocked. But you know what? If I was Brooklyn, I you know what? You know nobody was really talking about you know going after him or anything. So it's like you know just wait for something good to happen. You know, I mean they could get they could get something decent for him. I thought he was going to Golden State for a few minutes. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I thought Golden I State for who? I don't know, but like <laughs> there was something. You know, like, a- it defies logic, but I just felt it was right. <laughs> like, don't you think, like, Golden State's looking to load up? Because Zaza has not been good there. And JaVale is not... JaVale's been okay for what he is, but... Yeah, he's not bad. But, like, I was like... He, they need Larry freaking Sanders. That's who they need. That's the thing. That was where Cleveland was, like, wondering about Bogut. Because they worked out Sanders, and they were like... And then the report came out today, like, Cleveland's going to wait till after the after the buyout period to see if they uh, can sign Larry Sanders. And I was like, no, they're getting Bogut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, I, um, yeah. So, Boston. Let's go back to Boston here because Let's we Let's go back heard, to Boston. We heard for this whole time, like, you know, the Brooklyn pick's available. We'll put the Brooklyn pick in there. Um, and we're, you know, the Jimmy Butler deal's going through. We're going, God, if you're going to trade Jimmy, just get a lot for him. And Boston does not want to give up Jay Crowder for Jimmy Butler, from what I'm understanding. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't get, get it. it. I don't get it. Like, um, here's the thing. I honestly, I don't think Danny Ainge was, uh, I, I don't think he was super serious about like, Winning this year, I don't either. In the in the end, I don't think he was. This is a really deep draft. I, like at this point, I'm leaning on them keeping that pick for the year and just getting it, or at the last minute they decide to trade him for Butler. Like I don't, Paul George, man. I if I was if I was the Celtics, I would go after Jimmy because you know just that that gruesome injury that happened. You know, it took so much for him to get back in the game. And he's not to say Paul George has really missed a step. He hasn't. He's still great. I think he gained a step. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still great. But I I would just take Jimmy. I just think Jimmy's just so good and he's in his prime. I think he'd be the player to go after. But, I mean, if I was Boston and I wanted to win this year, I would trade Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder with the pick for Butler. He's worth it. I really do. He's... He's a top 15 player. Top 10. Top 10. Yeah. Top Don't 7. Me. Don't at me. And you're right, Sean. Um, if you have a chance to make that move, like, because when the Bulls are like, no, we're not going to do the Butler deal unless you give us crowd, and they said no. 
they should have called Indiana. And they should have been like, okay. They should have called Larry Bird and been like, what do you want for George? Hey, old well, Boston they, they, Hall of Famer. They did. And their their asking price was insane for Paul George. Like, it was over the top. Like, it was more than probably what they even were offering for Jimmy. I mean, it was like four players and the pick. It was stupid. It was like just like gutting your team for it. Kind of like when the Bulls tried to go after Pal Gasol in the mid-2000s, and they wanted Luol Deng, and they wanted Ben Gordon. It's like, no, that's that's like the whole team. So, no. You know? So, and I, I, get, I get not doing that, but... I don't. Uh, I don't know. Like they're gonna. I mean, the Pacers are going to have to trade him this summer. He's pissed. He's pissed. And you know what? It's you know that era is over with. That era. They 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 pulled the same thing the Bulls did a few years back. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I'm. I mean, and they gave the Heat a run. I mean, they really, really stuck it to the Heat that series. It was close. And uh, and then Lance Stevenson left, and then the whole thing kind of fell apart. And Roy Hibbard started playing the way he looks, which is just old. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So Denver's I mean, gonna like, love him for that second round pick, though. Oh God, he's not gonna be able to breathe. I know. <laughs> he's That's gonna be running point. down the. He's gonna have a ventilator on him. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Oh God! He's gonna, he is going to take the rest of the season to adjust. <laughs> the other team I think should, should have made a move, honestly, and they potentially could no because they have DeAndre. It's the Clippers. Um, Whoa! Didn't even think about them. Like the honest truth is, like, and I hate to say it because I really like that Blake Griffin has really developed his game. He's not a great shooter yet by any means. I don't know if he ever will be, but he's, he's you know he's getting a little mid range game. Um, I, I thought it was time to set sail with Blake Griffin, like. For what they're trying to do, um, they could have moved J.J. Redick, too. You know, that could have been, like, uh, get the, get get those guys out of there. Because, you know, Boston also, like, there's there's also discussion that Boston, like, contacted them for Blake. Like, if you're the Clippers and you know that you have Blake on a one-year deal, like, you know it's it's almost done, you know that you're potentially, like, he's more than likely going to walk, uh, potentially go to the team across the hall, um... Don't you think, like, you should have made that move? Like, if you could have got that pick and you're the Clippers and you can go out there and get, like, because you know Chris Paul's probably going to sign back, which he should because he is that franchise. And you I, know believe he, he already, I believe he's already agreed to a contract extension. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know yeah, that you're so. going to have DeAndre. And so you, you, if you're going to build your team around those two guys, that's great. That, that's a good idea. But I think that they should have, you know, if Boston really called them for Blake Griffin – I'd have done that deal in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, just to kind of clarify, Chris Paul has verbally agreed to sign a new contract. He's going to get the Supermax from um, from the Clippers, which is going to be absolutely insane. And I don't even know if I was the Clippers, I would want to give him that. I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong, but he's getting up there, man. He is. But... He's getting up there, man. Yeah, I have no problem with him being their franchise player. Oh, he he is their franchise player. He is, but I don't I don't like you said they're gonna. I mean, Blake's got to go, right? Has to go. He's got to go. He has to go. Okay, he has to go. I would DeAndre. I like man. I like okay? him too. I, like I don't think I don't think they should move him for any reason. But Blake, it's 
I mean, how long has he been there now? Has it been seven years, six, seven years now? He was drafted the year before Wall, but he broke his leg, so him and Wall yeah, so, were the same rookie year. Yeah, so seven exactly. years. Yeah, that's been okay. Seven years. So he's been playing for seven years. Um, you know, I don't know what you get. I don't even know what the trade market would be for for a Blake Griffin. You know, at this point, I don't know who goes after him. Um, it's going to be someone stupid, though. Like my trying to think i'm just trying to think who would go at miami I mean, yeah, the, oh my god he'd be perfect in miami he, i could see him going to miami or he like you said across the hall <laughs> the nuggets for the nuggets for uh for gallinari oh that'd be a fun one minnesota him and towns together oh yeah god yeah you could get you could I mean, and they have they have pieces to make a move, you know. They could sprinkle some Tibbs dust on him. Oh sprinkle God. some Tibbs dust on him. I mean, I mean, you could give him Jang. You know, you could give him Shabazz Muhammad. You could give him some of that good dick. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's uh, he's going to be an interesting person to keep an eye on, probably on draft night. He's a draft night guy. So is Jimmy Butler. I think if if the Bulls are absolutely terrible at the end of the season, I think they give him. Which we should just first of all before we go to Bulls, before we go to Bulls, let's talk about the New York Knicks. Why? Okay. This is, that's why. That's why we have to talk about them. Just because of the way you answered that. Well, my, okay. my question is, why didn't they make the move? So <laughs> I understand that Minnesota pulled out of the Derek Rose Ricky Rubio trade, and they were willing to do it straight up. The Knicks even dropped their price for an additional player for Rose. And I still understand why Tibbs went, no, no. Like, I, I get it. Um, do I think they should have made the move? Yes, because I think that Rose is still a better scorer, even with everything he has fallen, than Rubio is. Um, and I don't know what Chris Dunn's going to be. Like, I was in love with Chris Dunn. He was my draft crush last year. And yeah, yeah. he has not done well. So he was my buddy healed in this case then, right? First first uh, yes. year though. And he's and he's you know, he's he's been kind of thrown in a weird situation really when you think about it. So Yeah. Um you know, I, I don't know, but the Knicks are the biggest mess. I mean, they're they're a bigger mess than probably any team in basketball. Yeah. And if I was Carmelo Anthony at this point, I I think it's time to just say, you know what? I will go anywhere, I will go to any playoff contending team. You know, let's do this. I don't know why he insists on staying in New York. I just don't understand it. I know it's despite Phil, but it's just, I just don't get it. I think, I mean, doesn't he want to win? No. I can't stand that. Do you remember? This is the guy that said he'd rather have gold medals than an NBA title. Alex and I had a debate on this. I know, and I I understand (laughs) that. But, like, come on. Come on. And I think he should – he needs to go to a team where he can compete for a title at his age. I mean, he's still a great scorer, mm-hmm. you know. Someone's going to – someone can give up something for him. I don't think he's worth that much now, you know. But No, he's not worth the Brooklyn pick from Boston. No, he is not worth the Brooklyn pick at all. I completely agree with you. You know, uh, uh, we're talking like a mid-first rounder and a solid contributing player – Seriously, or it's going to take two probably, or at least at least two people to you know equal out his contract. But I mean, they need to get rid of him. They need to figure out what they're going to do stat because you know they got Porzingis who is incredible, absolutely incredible. 
you know, they had Joakim Noah this year. They could have traded him, but nobody wants him. I don't, they got like a, they just got a, just a glut of just terrible, terrible contracts. And like Kylo Quinn's been great. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep him. Derek Rose has got to go. Yeah. Melo's got to go. Noah's got to go. I just, this just I, sounds like the alternate universe Bulls conversation we would be having if Melo exactly. went to the Bulls. Exactly. It's exactly what happened. It, but everybody got old. That's the problem. But it's the garden. Years. Yeah, I, I know. I just, I, I just, and New York Knicks fans deserve so much better. I mean, God, they have just know. had some really, really shitty years would recently. You? With the with the exception of the Lynn Sanity craze, which was incredible. Absolutely incredible. If you're like, Rob I, Hennigan, I'm sorry to step over your step, step on your toes there, Sean. Um, if you're Rob Hennigan, go ahead. <laughs> do you make a move for Mello? No, because Mello doesn't waive his no trade contract, no cl- no trade clause for for the Magic. Do you try? But, like, do you say like, hey, will you take? No, because they won't give up on Mario Hazonia. They won't give up on him till he can't score ever again. It. it the, he he's got to go to a contender, Tim. He has to go to a contender because like Cleveland's only... not going to give up Channing Fry or guys like that for Carmelo. They shouldn't. I'd give so who sort who sorts their shit out and gets their team together faster? The Kings or the Knicks? The Kings. They at least have Kings draft are, picks they can yeah, build the, up. Yeah, the Kings are already heading in the right direction. I mean, they got their draft. They well, they have don't yet, but they will have their draft pick back this year. The draft pick that was. Supposed to go to Chicago this year, uh, they're going to end up getting. So I mean, they they're going to be a lottery team. They're they've totally they're totally going to bottom out. So but to Alex's point, of the two teams, the Knicks had the best player, and it's not close. That's Porzingis. Right. Easy, easy, easy. But you know, it gets to a point though. You know, I mean, how many years you have Porzingis on? I mean, they well, he had two more years of options on him, team options. Yeah. And then after that, and then after that, you know, I mean, you have two solid years to build something around that guy. And if I'm him, I'm going to a good team. Pull the Elton Brand, leave now. Leave now, exactly. And you know what? I I would, you know, and I, you know, I'm sure Perzingis loves playing in New York. It's awesome. You know, he's playing in the basketball mecca. But like, it's uh, you know, he is. I, I hate seeing so many good players on bad teams right now. And Paul George, Jimmy Butler, um, you know. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Well, I, no, the Thunder are a good team. They're, mm. they're, 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 not, they're not bad, and they got better today. They got a lot better. They did get a lot uh, better. They did get a lot better. Let's, let's talk about that deal finally. Who wants to go first? Go ahead. Alex, do you want to Alex, take this? Alex, go ahead. Yeah, please. Well, I described it as a lubeless fuck job. <laughs> exactly why you're going first. Ah, uh, goddamn! That how much glue did the front office eat when they called Oklahoma? <laughs> like, I don't know if they were doing like their customary trade deadline huffing of paint. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. I think maybe Garpax joined forces, snorted some Coke, said, what the fuck's a Taj and called Oklahoma, but in quite the lopsided deal, the Bulls have given up Taj Gibson, Doug McDermott, and the 2018 second round pick 
to Oklahoma City for Anthony Morrow, the little kid from Game of Thrones, and <laughs> <laughs> and Cameron Payne. Cameron so Payne. Laver- Laverne, has- Joffrey Laverne's the kid, the kid from Game of Thrones. King Joffrey. Okay, King Joffrey. Yes, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Ha 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 ha. Fun, 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 fun stat. Shit. Fun stats for everybody. I, I, this is this is one that I, I didn't know until today. Cameron Payne has only dunked the ball once since he's been in the NBA. <laughs> once. He's dunked it once, guys. All right. Well, to improve at three-point shooting, they traded Doug McDermott, who was shooting 36% for Payne, who's shooting 30 Yeah. Percent from three. So, good yeah. upgrade. <laughs> This is a this is a toss all logic out the window kind of deal, and the fact that they gave them a draft pick, please, please take our most productive power forward, please just take him. Here's our second round pick too, and the Thunder are like, these guys have been huffing pain all day. Yes, let's do this. We'll let's, we'll accept. We'll accept. Part of me thinks right. opposite. Part of me thinks that Presti pushed the Bulls in this, and they were like, hey, we'll give you Miritich, and they were like, no. But guys, we have Miritich. He's, you know, he he can shoot threes. He, he we got him for you guys only have to use him for half a year. No, like part of me really thinks that Sam Presti was like, no, I I'm okay with Gibson, but I need I need McDermott in this deal. No, we'll give you Miritich. And they were like, part of me thinks that Sam Presti was just adamant on getting Doug McDermott, and I don't blame him. I mean, right, Doug. Go ahead. That's five draft picks you gave up for Doug McDermott. Right, five. Two of which turned out to be Gary Harris and Joseph Nurkish. <laughs> Who is now in Portland. Yeah, but like... Better draft picks than, right. than Doug if, McDermott. But Doug McDermott's probably going to be okay in Oklahoma because I don't think he's a bad basketball player. I just think he's in a shitty situation. That's, that's, that, and that's true, but he's not... Okay, let's, let's go ahead and get this straight. I don't know what the Bulls were thinking when they gave up what they gave for him no. two years ago on draft day. None of um, us do. I mean, I mean, I know he's like the third or fourth leading scorer in NCAA history, like just like a few down from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's always going to be his niche thing that he did, okay? Um, I don't know what they expected from him. I didn't expect a 25-point player. I didn't expect Gordon Hayward. Okay? I think they expected Kyle Korver. Yeah. Plus, like Kyle Korver plus. But that's still not even worth it for a Kyle Korver type player. I mean, like, I just, I don't understand the logic. I mean, I've always looked at him as, you know, he he might, if Doug ever makes an all-star team, he's going to be one of those guys who's averaging 17, 18 points a game. This is a high peak of his game. And I don't think he's ever going to get there. He's a guy who comes off the bench and shoots a few threes. And you, you set him up, and that's what he's there for. He might play a good 10, 15 minutes of the game, and, and that's it. That's what you do with Doug McDermott. He's not a starter. He is not a star, but the Bulls had this mentality that he was going to develop into something. And I I honestly, I just, I don't understand what they thought he was going to be with all they gave up. That Tyrus, that pick that they had from the Bobcats, that was from the Tyrus Thomas deal. That's the that's the one that they original. That's the one yeah. that they used. Correct. That's yes. the one. Okay. So they waited. Fans waited for this pick to be used for years, and, and the Bobcats were, got good that year. And then the Bobcats got good that year. So, you know, 
they it's so fragging frustrating you know because it's like and and now they've they've given him up and they've given now Taj had to go Taj Correct. had to go this year he wasn't gonna resign this was it this is you plus know, going out west helps him network you know with Greg Popovich so he can exactly fulfill the prophecy he's, he's, he's gonna fulfill the prophecy it's going to happen Alex just give it some time I am but but but. You know, I, it's a great deal for OKC. The Bulls got garbage in return again. Uh-oh. Ash, I mean, I don't know what to think about him anymore. Well, the thing is, like, I wouldn't mind if they got these guys if they had a solid starting lineup. Like, if they had five guys that you were like, okay, that's the guys they're going to throw out every night. I'd be fine with this deal as far as building their bench. They but don't have a point guard. They don't. They have four of them. They have four point guards, but they don't have a point guard. Right, none of them can play. And none of them can play. We know how painful that is for me to say. Trust me. Um, they, they're literally like, what if Dwayne Wade gets hurt? Like, who are they going to throw out there? Is, is Payne going to be the starting shooting guard? Rondo? <sighs> Carter Williams? This is just a... This is Butler plays the point. That, that I'm okay with. If they literally go to the- a lineup where Butler plays the point, I'm down. This is the end result of Chicago, of of Boston getting Brad Stevens, and then Chicago looking at Boston and going, "I want one of those." And they, I, I this team is handcuffed until they get rid of Hoiberg, right? Until either they get rid of Hoiberg or they get rid of Butler. This team is so handcuffed. No, this hand, this team is handcuffed. It's handcuffed by its front office too. By its front office, completely. I mean, it is time. Like I don't, and you know, I don't think John Paxson in general. Okay, Garth Foreman is terrible. He is mm-hmm. awful. He is the he is one of the worst GMs. He's up there with Rob Hennigan. Seriously, he's up there with him, and he's also a liar. You know, so. I, I don't know why they're holding on to him at this point, you know, and there's these rumors coming out that, you know, you know, Michael Reinsdorf feels like Garth Foreman is family. That is not a way to feel about anybody that works for you. You cannot feel that way. I mean, the, the LA Lakers had a huge shakeup this week. We need to talk about that. Okay. They had a huge shakeup this week and I think it's going to help them in the long run. I agree. Because, because Magic Johnson knows the fans they want someone good on the floor now, you know. They want someone that's not going to sign Mozgov and Luol Deng in the same offseason. Exactly. Like, like, and this is the same kind of stuff. You know, Mitch Kupchak, he would get really comfortable with selling tickets, which is how the Bulls front office is. They're totally okay with that. And that year that they almost lost Kobe was like a big eye-opening experience. It's like you cannot settle if you are managing the Lakers, managing the Knicks, managing the Bulls. You know, these are big market teams. You need to be putting a good team on the floor year after year, you know, and, you know, but just because you're selling tickets doesn't mean anything. Fans are going to stop coming to games, mm-hmm. okay? It's going to happen. I mean, it. you know, in the, the early 2000s, the Bulls fan base dwindled, and then they started, you know, drafting some good players. The fans came back. I left, okay? <laughs> I left for three years. Three solid years. And, you know, I don't know how Knicks fans can can handle what they see 
on a nightly basis. I mean, it's it's awful too. It's just another. It's a bunch of junk that doesn't work. You know, Jeff Hornacek, Porzingis, Carmelo Anthony, Derek Rose. This it doesn't work. Phil Jackson. It the triangle work. offense. The triangle offense. It doesn't work. There's no. You know, I mean, and the Lakers are in a good position right now. I mean, they've got. Some really good young talent. I think Brandon Ingram's going to be really decent later on. Me too. D'Angelo Russell is, he's kind of up and down. Um, I'm not going to fault him for that. Luke Walton appears to be a really good coach. I love so, Julius Randle for that team. And I love, yeah, and I love Randle as well. And, you know, I, I think they have some really, really, really good pieces. And they're in a great spot right now. And they just got another draft pick. You know, for trading off Lou Williams, they knew they weren't going to be in the playoff hunt. Get rid of something that's worth something, which they did. I mean, I, I love how swiftly they acted in the last, like, few days. I, I'm really well, impressed by that. I mean, if you're a big market team like that, I think you have two options, and that's either be winning or reworking your roster to start winning. And the Bulls are so comfortable in the status quo where, like, the fifth seed's okay, the eighth seed, the east is weak, they look good right now. And, like, they'll come here, it's Chicago. And the fans have to vote with their wallet, I think, in this regard, and show them, like, yeah, like, you guys can't just play us like this. I yeah, yeah, that's... Agree. I mean, I mean, Tim's a Bengals fan, he understands. <laughs> Bengals season ticket holder, even worse. Bengals season ticket holder. I mean, you just just keep 